0: Welcome to Hemp Logic Radio, where we attempt to sift facts from opinions in this upside down world of industrial hemp. Here's your hosts, Corey Sharp and John Tucci. Hey, hey, hey! It's Corey Sharp again. John Tucci is still on assignment. Uh, I've got today a very special guest, Skylar Lee Leif- Is that right, Skylar? Uh, Lee Sacker. Lee Socker. Well, I got two two times I've gotten a, a very difficult last name here, and I well, screwed it up. Lee Socker. Uh, 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 Skyler is a uh, co-founder and CEO of Green Supply, the hemp apparel brand that he's creating, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, the reason why we we're bringing Skyler on today is um, we're talking about uh, industrial hemp and the textile industry, and he is. Up to his uh, up to his neck in that industry, so that's why we're bringing him on. Welcome, thank you for joining us, Tyler.
1: Thanks for having me on, Corey. I really appreciate it, man.
0: No, no problem, no problem. So, you know, we were talking earlier just on the phone, just prepping for this. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do and, and what your vision is of, you know, the in the hemp textile
1: industry. Definitely, I'll give you guys a quick overview. So my business partners and I, we founded Greens about a year ago. Our goal is to really create a sustainable hemp apparel brand that benefits our customers and the earth simultaneously. Um, So to do that, we've really been diligently working on integrating hemp into our products. It will be the leading fiber um, in all of our products from here on out. And our goal is to be one of the most transparent, uh, most authentic brands out here in fashion and apparel. The reason we did this is that the fashion industry right now is currently number two polluter in the world behind oil. Some people will argue that that's only in uh, the, uh, over in the East, but obviously, as we know, that's where most of our clothing is made. So we're trying to solve that issue by creating more sustainable products, integrating hemp into that process because of its unique superior qualities, uh, its ability to biodegrade um, everything from its ability to phytoremediate and clean the soil so we really see the plant-first benefits beyond the craze and trend of CBD and cannabis right now.
0: That's, it's a, that's You're definitely right. I, I always tell people, if you think the CBD market is big, wait until the fiber the hemp fiber market really grabs a hold of the industry and, and rattles its cage. I think it's going to be 10 times the
1: size of CBD, That's is my opinion. Yeah, I would agree to that too, man. I've just, uh, you see hemp and cannabis, or CBD and cannabis right now specifically, and I look at it as a bubble, you know, there's entire VC firms built upon the precipice of funding CBD or cannabis grows alone, and they won't take on other hemp related projects right now because they think that's where the profitability is at. Unfortunately, you know, I think there's a lot of uneducated people entering into the space right now from an investor perspective that don't have. Uh, even two cents of logic of what's actually going on and what actually happens in the process. So we've really just taken the approach, you know, really enveloped ourselves, like Corey Corey said, um, into understanding the textile space because we see it being much bigger um, over time, and we think it can bring a lot of agricultural and ecological benefits at scale.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, one of the things we talked
1: about earlier was, uh, yeah. you know,
0: people think that they're going to, they're the small farmers going to, uh, they're going to harvest their crop, they're going to strip the the leaves off it, the, the biomass off the, the stalks, and then they're going to decorticate those stalks and uh, make their make t-shirts out of them. I've actually had farmers tell me that they're going to, their plan is to decorticate the fiber and make
1: t-shirts. Is there any truth to that? Um, well, you know, the thing is, is that here in these states, most people, there is not one manufacturing facility that's currently, you know, growing hemp industrially um, with the goal, with the end game of textile in mind. The big problem with that is is that, you know, if you're growing for CBD, you're growing for the flower, you're growing for the strain, you're growing for um, its medicinal benefits. You're not growing for the stock, you're not growing for the height you're not growing for the benefits that it might provide as a textile so i see that being a big issue as well um a and then b obviously is that nobody is really educated on how the process looks like you know from the growing to you know they might have the growing down they might understand the cbd and the cannabis side but they don't understand you know the processing and time it takes to take a stock or to take that that twine that you said that's to corrugate it down and, and turn that into a usable cross that people actually want to wear, which is a whole science in itself.
0: Exactly, and, and it's it's something uh, I've had conversations with outfits coming out of Taiwan that wanted to come to the United States, build a factory here in the states, and uh, they wanted to do only four processes, which I'm assuming that rolled rolled uh, fabric, but they were going to take it back to Taiwan and do four more different processes just to get it to fabric and you know it's people don't understand it's just not it's just not decorticating this stuff and buying a you know cheap decorticator offline and, and doing it in your garage it's, there's a bigger process to this and people just don't understand um you know talk to, you and i talked earlier what tell me more about what you're what you're finding uh in the middle east or not in the middle east but asia as far as a company's providing
1: already a fabric uh, for your company. Definitely. Yeah. So to give you guys some insight, we work with one of three. um, And I'm going to say one of three to the best of my knowledge, because I've done a lot of research, but I can't say that I'm completely right. I just want to be transparent in that. But from our research, we work with one of three vertically integrated manufacturers in the world. What vertically integrated means is that they do everything from the planting of the seed. So everything from seed to shirt is what I like to call it. Um, So, you know, our manufacturer specifically has been growing hemp and organic cotton um, and doing the entire process all the way to a finished product now for 12 years. Um, The guy we work with, you know, he's been in textiles for a long time. So he he really understands textile, what it takes to make a good product, you know, in countries uh, like China and like India and uh, like some parts of the UK that I found, they've been doing this process, you know, since the late 90s. Um, they're extremely far ahead of what people are in America, and you know, a lot of my competition, including ourselves, you know, nobody's fully doing the entire process here in the states. People are importing fabrics and then hand making it here, which is still cool, but you know, there's currently nobody yet that's doing the full thing here in the states. And our goal as a company is to really replicate what's happening in other countries where. They've been blessed legally to grow the plant and replicate that and bring it here in due time. You know, it's not going to be easy task. It's not going to be quick, but that's our vision to really grow the biggest brand in the world and just make hemp normal again. Um, I see a lot of big brands over time. They're talking about moving to hemp, you know, hemp Legos is talking about moving to hemp plastic by 2020 Levi's is talking about moving there or by 2030 Levi's is talking about moving a lot of their genes to hemp. And our goal is to really, not only build our brand, but to set ourselves up to take on white label orders and processes from a lot of these companies.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of why, how you and I ended up uh, kind of uh, coming coming together. Was I saw you were you were trying to do something that uh, you know I, I want to get into. It's something that we're you know the decorticators HempLogic uh, launching their decorticators online, uh, you know, getting these mobile decorticators, but getting into how do you get it from the field out of decortication and then what's the next step. And I think that people are, uh, the, the investment that it's going to take uh, you know, I've had a couple people from the cotton industry hit me up. They're realizing that this is coming. They can't stop it. So they're trying to get in front of it. Um, there's a lot of processes that need to happen in order for this uh, to just even be made into some sort of a fabric. So, that's kind of how you and I ended up on a on a call- on a call together um it's just
1: fascinating uh and
0: it's it it's it's a great
1: industry to be in yeah it definitely is you know and it it's even it's even hard to find uh content or studies of you know the manufacturing process you can go on YouTube and you know type in hemp textiles and you'll get a bunch of old grainy videos or you'll get the twill and twill and yarn version of it. There's not much content and there's not much uh, knowledge uh, that we can tap into yet, you know, and I yet still have myself have tried finding every single video and piece of content on Google and YouTube to understand the process to my to the best of my ability, you know, so I can explain it to people, but, you know, I'm still learning every single day. I'm still, you know, talking to my manufacturer learning it, I have to get over there because, you know, there's a science to it. It's not as easy as we think, you know, it's not cotton, you you pull cotton and it's already ready to be thrown into a gin, and you know less processes hemp. You have to get to where cotton's at when cotton's picked. So you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen well, from you know and, the fornication. The
0: exactly. Then you got to throw. We got to throw in investment. So when you're talking to investment oh, yeah. groups, anybody with any kind of investment, they go, "What? But you, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that it's going to take you? Just can't do this, this, and this with it. And it's like no, it, it's not that easy. And you know that scares a lot of people out because return on investment is going to be, you know, we have to build it before they'll buy it. And that's why yep. that, that's a hard proposition for investment groups. They just they can't they can't stomach that. So it, this industry is going to take us. It's going to take a special investor or investment group that sees the, the positive on a, on a long-term and go, yep, yeah, we're in, you know, we're in, we're, you know, the, the internet was just provide the internet was just created. And now with the internet in 20, 2020, uh, we see that. And so we want to invest in the internet, uh, you know, use Amazon, for example. I mean, they, he started Amazon, Jeff Bezos started Amazon out of his, Out of his uh, living room, and uh, the the internet was just in its infant stage, and that's where we are, I think, with him.
1: Definitely, yeah. It's a it's a whole new game right now, and I think everybody who's in the game is learning still, and it's going to be a long learning curve and a long time. And like I mentioned, we mentioned before, you know, it's definitely a bubble. Everybody wants to pour all their money into CBD and cannabis, and they're uneducated even in that space. And you know, there's a there's a plethora of operations failing, there's people that don't know what's going on, and like Corey said, it's definitely going to take the investor, you know, or the group who sees long-term to be involved in this, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of groups aren't like that, they want to make their money, they want to get out respectfully, you know, that's their choice, they need to make money as companies, Um, but it's going to take somebody a little bit different and more unique to build this out and stick with a team who wants to do it long-term, because, Transitioning to more eco-friendly fibers like hemp, it's going to be financially absurd for whoever's doing it first.
0: Yep, and that's it's always it's I've had I've been banging this drum, scholar, for two years, um, and every time I get in front of somebody and I start having a conversation, they just gloss over. They they don't want to they don't want to hear the long the long play. I don't, they don't care about the long play, and it's so frustrating because it's right there in front of us uh you and i see it uh that's the cool part about this being able to see something that somebody else does that you know it's two <laughs> it's two guys sitting right you see that yeah i do man i do i see it i see it i see it uh it's getting an investment group to, to actually see the vision with you and that's kind of what uh i know the the slog that we're, we're up against but that's why we're on that that's why we're doing this all to, to talk about the challenges of the hemp industry in the textile market yeah, um, that's great. You know, so tell I think us a little bit more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut
1: you off. Oh, yeah. No worries, man. I was just going to chime in there one more time and say I think it's really important for people that do get it and that understand the vision to be out here and create content. You know, I'm on LinkedIn multiple times a week just creating content on why hemp, preaching the benefits, because the one thing that we can do that will start to pique people's interest, specifically investors, is to get more people educated. The more people are educated on it, the more that they want it the more that they want it there's a market for it so you know it's our due diligence as people who are visionaries and see it to really be that the facilitators of education so people start to understand it yeah it's it's
0: uh, oh you can't make a t you can't physically make a t-shirt out of something I grew in my garden no I'm sorry it's going to take a little bit a little bit more than that so. Uh, You're right. You just got to keep banging the drum. If they're starting to turn, they're starting to get some more interest. uh, You just got to get it to where, you know, we can make this, uh, you know, not economical. I don't believe that it's going to be, it's going to take a long, long time before a t-shirt, a hemp t-shirt will be, you know, uh, 1099. I think you're always going to spend more for a a hemp t-shirt just if, especially if it's made in the United States. Um, Yeah. But, I think I think we can still do it. I think we can say we're, this was American made. It was grown, it was made, and you know it, it's it's going to make it it's viable. So, uh, so tell tell us a little bit more about your company, what you've got going on as far as uh, um, you you had you said something about you got a new designer or something like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you know our team currently between uh, the managers of the team and the board, we have about nine to ten members. So. Five, about five of us that are working daily on activity, you know, from myself as the CEO, uh, my co-founders and business partners as the president um, and chairman. You know, We have brought in a CFO as well, and we've most recently brought in our COO and designer, Alana Peterson. And What's special about Alana is that she's been in fashion design for 20-plus years, and she's worked with brands like Urban Outfitters, Levi Strauss, Ralph Lauren, and she understands the fashion industry like the back of her hand. So she's really been putting in the time and effort to find everybody that she knows from her rich and vast experience who's already doing hemp um, internationally and trying to find who has the best products and really understand their process. So it's been exciting, you know, building our team, bringing her on, because we know that we're going to have products that people love, that people will want to wear, you know, everything from our shirts to, you know, eventually jeans and shoes and stuff like that. So with the combination of her and the combination of our experience as advertisers and marketers, we really have the potential to make this a well-known brand and get these products into a lot of people's lives.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. You're definitely on the, 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 you're definitely on the very, very first stages of, of I think a, you know, an industry changing, you know, um, it's just, it's fun to watch. I, I think I talked a little bit about this earlier. Was the entrepreneurship of, of you and what you're what you're trying to accomplish, the vision of what you're trying to present to people is is exciting because uh, you're a young you're a young man and you got <laughs> you got a lot of drive. I can tell you that you definitely uh, you definitely have a vision and you're kind of pushing forward. So that's kind of why I reached out to you and wanted to get you online here. So um, it's very cool. So what what others so tell me more about what you do to try to you're out you're out looking you're in Asia you're looking at manufacturers of hemp fabric what else are you you know what how do you do
1: that how do you go about that Um, if you if you can talk about that definitely I would say you know the first thing is obviously we have the thing called the internet and it's involved a lot of research (laughs) and you know like I was telling you earlier. Um, I've been involved in a previous hemp venture, so I kind of understood some of the facets of it. I knew who we wanted to go to first to start getting initial products in. Um, but more or less, right now, it's starting to. I'm starting to find that there are more companies um, popping up throughout the world that are doing hemp, and the products that they're making are really good. You know, there's products coming out of India that are 100% hemp that would make. You know, they're making beautiful dress clothes. You know, like things that could be worn with suits, nice dress shirts and polos that are done 100% down with hemp, which is, you know, incredible. So we've really been just looking at finding who's doing, who's got the processing down the best, who's got, um, you know, the best team, somebody that has the integrity that aligns with us and the morals that we have in our own business and working with them. And then over time, we really want to take on that process by integrating their team into our team, if it means an acquisition or Replicating this, some sort of process and bringing it here to North America or with somewhere within the United States. Oh very
0: cool, man. It's it's something I I didn't know that you know, there was more than you know even just a couple of people. You know, I know Patagonia. Help me out here, Patagonia. Who else is is actually putting out? I know Levi's put out a thing that they were going to be doing some clothing uh, or, or moving their jeans back to hemp. Uh, I think that's a monumental task. I think. They, if they pull that
1: off, I'll be super impressed. But who
0: else is out there that's
1: putting out hemp clothing? Definitely. Great question, man. So, you know, like you said, Patagonia, they're out there. They have their own little line. And, you know, a couple of – I am not, might not be completely correct in this, but I believe that Patagonia may be using the same manufacturer that we are. Um, just based upon what I've seen from their images and their products, I can see some similarities and you know, the quality as well. So, you know, they got some cool cool stuff out there. Um, there are two other hemp companies that I would say are our top competition, you know, but we're looking to maintain partnerships with them and grow over time. I have a deep level of respect for these competitors, but they are Jung Maven and, and Roganic. You know, they do have a lot of different products that have been in the game for a long time, and, you know, I think that they're aligned morally uh, as well with their businesses. So it's really cool seeing them as pioneers, but. I'm kind of bringing in a new generation, new styles of products, and getting, um, you know, millennials and Gen Z and people that maybe don't really fit the their hippie-cheek lifestyles that they produce and getting hemp normalized for everybody else, you know. The way I view us is that we're going to be that slash of, you know, kind of like an Adidas or a Vans where you have athleisure, skateboarding young, young lifestyle clothing, but it's going to be done in hemp, so... We're kind of carving our own niche by moving more in that direction, you know, opening up to a I'm, wider uh, public of people.
0: I really like your tag, your tag, that tagline. I think uh, you should just grab a hold of that. Normalizing AMP, you know, it's 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 normalizing. It's not it's not a seventy dollar shirt anymore. You can actually bring that down to, to where it's you know, it's it's a, it's an investment. Yeah. You know, if you buy a hemp shirt, it's an investment. It's not just, you're buying a, you know, a 599 throwaway uh, logo shirt on it. You're actually buying a shirt that you're, you're planning on wearing for 10 years or more. Um, it's an investment. And so uh, that's, I like that, you know, normalizing hemp is it's, we've got to, we've got to bang that drum, normalizing hemp, normalizing hemp. Um, So that's, that's very cool.
1: That's very cool.
0: Um, Anything else you want to, you want to touch on?
1: I would say that, you know, anybody that is listening and wants to learn more about, you know, the process, the benefits of hemp, you know, do your research, um, sign up for our email list, read the blogs that we put out on our site. You know, the big thing for us is that we're educating people. You know, I don't expect people to like, receive our ads at our product like oh cool hemp you know there's not enough rhyme or reason to just buy it because it's hemp you know we want people to understand why hemp you know the benefits the consumer benefits like the antimicrobial nature the moisture whipping nature how it's hypoallergenic and great for people with sensitive skin I got testimonials and testimonials of people saying you know I bought the shirt because I've never found a t-shirt, decent t-shirt in my life until I found green because it doesn't irritate my skin so you know Getting those consumer benefits and understanding, you know, how you can use hemp in your life if you're, you know, an athletic person, somebody that spends time in nature, or if you want to learn about the science of hemp and, you know, how hemp is a phytoremediator and how it cleans the soil um, through its roots and does cool things like that, or maybe the sustainability part, how it's using less water with less land. You don't need to be as gnarly with pesticides and chemicals like man-made fibers like polyester are producing, or maybe learn about the biodegradable nature of hemp as well and how this product will biodegrade in less time, um, you know, than a man-made fiber, which takes 100 years plus to biodegrade. So just get educated on the plant and learn about it. Because, you know, like Corey's saying, what I'm going to say as well is that this is the future. We're going to normalize hemp. It's going to be a thing, and you'll see all of your big brands doing it someday. And, you know, my goal is really I think to be it's providing.
0: Uh, <laughs> Tyler, I think, it's, I think it's sooner rather than later. I think within, yeah. or within three years. You know, this, we're going to yep. laugh at this podcast in three years ago, holy smokes, where where, where, where were we just in 2019, 2020, 2022, look how far this industry's gone. I can't import, I can't import enough fabric right now to, to handle supply, and I'm, I'm gearing up our new factory, you know, just fast forward three years. I, I can't wait for our factory to come online so I can have American-made hemp. And that, yes. we're, talking about, we're talking about moon landing, people. That's how big a task I just put out there. I, I, that's how big this industry can be, but it's also look at all the challenges that we have to get and take care of to make American-grown, American-made hemp fabric. It's just mind boggling. And, and so I, I challenge you, not, I challenge the audience to, to research a little bit more about what, what is it going to take to get hemp out of the field and onto your back? What is that going to take? You, 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 it it's, you'll realize real quick, holy smokes, this is no joke. Um, so anyway, um, uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, let's, let's cut this one short. I think we need to have you back on and talk maybe uh, some, some products. We'll do some products next time. That works. Um, Yeah. I'd like to get you online and and have some, you know, uh, definitely some links to your website. I'll I'll make sure that the links are in the, in the the description. So you can go to, to uh, Skyler's business and and take a look at it. If you have any questions, you can reach out to him. Um, It's, it's a, let me see here. Uh, it's Greens G R E E N Z Supply dot com is is uh, Skyler's his company and I'll, once again I'll put that in the link so you have that. And uh, Skyler, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, man. It's been
1: great. Thanks for having me on, Corey. I appreciate you, man.
0: No problem, buddy. You be, keep it on two wheels, all right? You too, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. You're welcome. Right. Right. All right, guys. We are ending this episode. This time, industrial hemp and in the textile industry. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, keep it keep it together. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care.